Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Resting Place South Tampa campus. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear, and we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. Aren't your boots in the spirit called peace? And isn't peace also a fruit of the spirit? You're clothed in the fruit of the spirit. And the fruit of the spirit is your weapon. When the Lord says, bless those that curse you. He's not giving you a law. You think he's telling you, oh, you better love those people that treat you bad because if you don't do it, you're bad. That is not what God is saying. God is saying, I've given you a weapon that is so mighty that it will tear down the strongholds of hate and division on earth. There is a weapon you grab in the spirit realm and you're able to manifest in the physical realm and it's called love. It's called peace. It's called joy. It's called kindness and gentleness. It's called goodness. So when the enemy comes against you through a person and they insult you and they curse you, you bless them. Oh, what does that mean? It means you're about to mess up their broken life and make it good. I was molested at the age of four, and I'm gonna just follow the leading of the Holy Spirit because sometimes we get caught up in so much program. When we announcements need to go right after the worship, who said? Who said we can't worship all service and let God touch his people? Who said we can't start the service preaching first? How about we just listen to the voice of God and do what God says? Who said church has to be an hour? Who said? Why are we following laws that we don't know who made them up? We were raised following all these rules. It got to be this way. It got to look that way. We got to do this. We got to do that. Who said? Because I bet no one in this room can answer that question. <laughs> I'm a pastor and I'm like, you know what? Why do we do what we do the way that we do it? And yet God is leading us a different way. And then, yeah, we want to talk about the, the Israelites when they came out of Egypt. Oh, they didn't listen. Oh, how many times don't we listen? How many times are we ignoring? We are the Israelites. Sometimes going around the same mountain. Trying to figure out who said, who said. And yet what God said, we're not doing. And we get stuck in systems of man that we don't know who said. God just took me there. He was like, you turn real quick. I was like, nah, bring me back to the other point. <laughs> but God's given us weapons that are different. I was, oh, there, now, thank you, thank you. I was molested at the age of four. Abandoned as less than one year old. Carrying that brokenness. And all I heard my whole life in here was, you're not loved. You're abandoned. You're forgotten. You're abused. You're molested. God could never use someone like you over and over and over again. But who said? Who said that that's who I was? Who said I was broken? Who said I was molested? Who said I was good for nothing? Who said those words? 
because those words do not come from my father's mouth. For when I learned scripture, and I learned scripture not through religion, I flushed religion down the toilet a long time ago. Because crap goes in the toilet. Straight up. If that's offensive, I'm not sorry. Because that's where it goes. Do you want me to put crap on your plate? No, right? So why do we allow crap in our spirit and call it God? God said, I know the plans that I have for you. And they're not plans to harm you. They are plans to give you a future and to give you a hope. I have plans to bless you. That's what he said. That's what he said. He said, hey, I'm never going to leave you. Never. All these excuses, thinking I'm going to leave you. I'm not. I've made up my mind about you. When I made you in your mother's belly, when I gave you that name, messenger, it was I. I made you so all those voices don't matter. For I've made my mind up about you messenger go don't be silent for I've put a sound in you that needs to be heard don't be silent messenger the voices told you to be quiet the voices told you you're not good enough oh, but how precious are you before my sight how beautiful are you why worry I counted the hairs on your head <laughs> I know all the details about you. That's what he says. <laughs> so rejoice and be glad. This is the day that the Lord has made. Because you are his masterpiece. You are his work of art. He's putting all the pieces together. Even when you don't understand, it's all coming together. And the ending, all oh, the ending. The ending is good. The beginning was good. The middle got whacked out. But the ending, <laughs> the ending is good. The ending is wonderful. The way you're going to dance and prance, you will never stop. <laughs> I see you in the kingdom. <laughs> He's dressed you in sky blue. Because the Lord says the, the sky is the limit. And the sky is limitless. So go. You're going to dance. I see you jumping from the clouds to the clouds to the clouds. Dancing. Dancing. You're going to dance. <laughs> You're going to dance. Because <laughs> it's what you were created to do. So even when they don't like your dance, the Lord says dance. Just dance. Dance down the street. Just dance. What do you think you're going to do in the streets of gold? You know what you're going to do in the streets of gold? Dance. <laughs> I see you dancing. And you're leaving a trail of glory. It's like, it's sky blue. I see you dressed in sky blue and you're just dancing and dancing. You're not going to stop. I'm going to be laughing, but you're going to be dancing. <laughs> it's your gift. He gave every single one of us. <laughs> I see you. I know you think I see you in the natural, but I'm telling you, I see you in the spirit. <laughs> you're there. Oh, I hope I make it. <laughs> you're there. Good news. You're there. <laughs> When you see that you were always seated in heavenly places, you're going to praise the Lord. You're going to be like, thank you, Jesus. That was just a bad dream. 
this is just a bad dream and you'll one day wake up from it and you're gonna dance that's why you long to dance because from the very beginning you were created to dance so it's in you to dance and the moment you stop dancing you feel like you die see i get to poetize because it's what i was given i get to prophesy because it's the gift that i was giving but you were created to dance so dance dance you're gonna i'm telling you you're gonna dance forever there goes the messenger dancing away <laughs> yeah. i'm telling you every day in heaven you're just gonna come across dancing remember that i told you that so you know what practice heaven on earth and dance dance because your dance is holy because your dance is pure because your dance you don't know it but it brings freedom to those that are bound go to a party who are that who's sitting down like the people that are afraid but who's up dancing the ones that don't care the ones that are free are the only ones that get up and dance so what God is telling you is that you are free you are free from eternity unto eternity you are free you're free as the sky. You're free as the clouds. You are as free as the heavens. Nobody in this room can go and contain the heavens. Can somebody go get me a piece of sky right now? I dare you to go get me a piece of sky. Nobody can hold sky down. And no one can hold you down. Because not even the Lord is holding you down. The Lord is lifting you up. The Lord is raising you up. It's time to dance. It's time to be free. It's who you are, and it's who you will always be. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I love those stories. It's like he, it looks like I'm standing here. For you guys, it's like, oh, yeah, he's just in the building talking. No, no. No, 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 no. No, he's not. He literally could take your spirit. Chris is there. Chris is like, dude. <laughs> he learned to fly a long time ago. So he's like, I go to church to fly. <laughs> my family, my kids, my mother, my wife, they don't get it, but I fly. <laughs> Maybe you two should hang out. <laughs> he sky, you fly, let's go. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, I just leave. I leave. The Lord is shining you. He's, he's literally shining you. He's working on you and he's making you shine. He is making you shine. Hallelujah. It's like you look at the people and their stories. Ooh, the lion is in your heart. <laughs> you're mighty. You're a powerful one. See, they look at you like you're weak. Oh, but so strong. They look at you like you're quiet. <laughs> but yet, you're the one that has the access to the throne room. <laughs> you go right into the throne room and you talk to the Father. You look at man you talk to the father <laughs> see everything's exposed before the lord you see everything so clearly in the presence of the lord wow look at you oh you love him he you're such a warrior they don't even know they don't there's places you sat in and they didn't know that a king sat in their church that a messenger of god sat in See, because what man look as little, I see is great. <laughs> and you are so great before the Lord. <laughs> oh, where he met you. 
how he raised him. Your heart. I see your heart. It's just going. It's like a, a bloom flower. It's not a blooming flower. It's, your heart is a bloom flower. It's just like. Your heart is open to the Lord. Like, this is all I want. It's only, you know what I see you like? I see you like a flower that's like peeking in through the window. Like, that's all I long for. <laughs> I long to be in his presence. I long to be in his house. I long to be in his glory. I'll tell you, the Lord is going to, I see the Lord loves that. It's like a window like that. And then there's this beautiful flower looking in. And the Lord just looks at you. And he's like, oh, I love my flower. I love my flower. Your heart is such a flower into the heart of, into the, into the, heart of the Lord. Like your, your heart, that's interesting. Your heart is in his heart. And his heart is in your heart. And even when they don't see you, the Lord says, I see you. I see you. <laughs> You're like a moving light bulb. God takes you places to shine a light. And then he puts it somewhere else, and you shine a light. And then you go somewhere else, and you shine a light. And sometimes, people are walking here right now. Nobody said, thank you, Lord, for these lights. Right? I didn't. Maybe somebody's very unique, and they did. <laughs> and sometimes, God puts lights in certain places, and we never thank God for it. Oh, but the thanks in heaven. <laughs> You're going to walk into the kingdom. They're all going to be like, thank you. We didn't know you were interceding and praying for us the way that you were. But when eternity comes, all things will be revealed. And that's your reward. You see, you're not building things on earth. You already know the secret. You're building them in heaven. So keep building because there's a great treasury for you. It's a, it's a chamber and it has your name on it. And he's giving you the keys. And that's your treasury room. You, your, 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 king, your, your castle, your room in heaven it's the treasury room. <laughs> it's full of treasures. <laughs> You're going to rejoice forever. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallel somebody has to give some good news to somebody. There's too many preachers giving bad news. You're going to burn. You're going to go to hell. There's no hope for you. You might as well die. What are you going to do? What are you trying? How much are you praying? How much are you fasting? You better. You better. You better. Is that how you talk to the person you love? Is that the way you talk to your spouse? You better, you better, you better. You better do this, you better do that. You better, you better, you better. I mean, who wants to be in a relationship like that? <laughs> She's just free. She's free because God's giving her victory. That's what happens when you discover the love of God. You're like, oh my God, my whole life I was stuck in bondage. A lot of us went to church most of our lives and we didn't even know we were in slavery this is what we do and this is how you do it and this is how you sing and we didn't know what freedom was people spoke the same exact tongues got the holy ghost the same shake everything was exactly the same you got to dress the same you got to act the same you got to look the same and there's no freedom to be anything but that and all of a sudden you find yourself frustrated agonized because the best parts of you had to be put away and God's like this is not freedom. Let me show you freedom. And freedom is not to do whatever you want. Oh, I'm free. I can do whatever I want. Oh, no, no, no. Freedom is to do what's good. Freedom is to do what's beautiful. 
Freedom is to do what heals, what restores, what redeems and renews. That's you see, I'm free right now. I could look at all of you and tell you your heaven story. I'd be like, and you're this, and you're that, and you're this. But I tell all of you, this is who you are right now. Listen, you are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. And you are acquired by God to announce the virtues of the one that has brought you from darkness into marvelous light. <laughs> That's who you are. You are the head and not the tail. You are an overcomer through Christ Jesus that loves you. You are beautiful. You are strong. That's who you are. Your heart has been kissed with forgiveness. He has crowned you with love and mercy. That's who you are. <laughs> Tell me that doesn't produce joy. You're like, we could go home right now. Be like, wow, that was good right there. We don't need to shout and shake. We've been adapted to that. I need his word. I need his romance. I need his love. Even now, the Lord says, okay, I'm going to do it. He says, go to Solomon right now. I'm like, let's go, Lord. Let's fill these people with your love. Let's give these people an understanding of your voice. Let's give these people what they always long for. Oh, Lord, if I could just hear your voice. If I could just hear what you have to say about me. That's been popping, popping. I see the little popping in this room. All of you be like, Lord, I need to hear. I need to hear. It's been jumping around. The little questions have been going around the room. <laughs> when am I going to make it? Lord, am I crazy? Am I imagining things that are not real? <laughs> I'm in the glory. I know you're there. I see you. <laughs> I literally just saw you bloom right into the kingdom. <laughs> like, you're just like, I'm here. <laughs> you know all these churches, I had to contain this. Well, you're a prophet. You got you to gotta speak when we say you speak. You got to do what you got. And I was like, all oh, these beautiful things I see and I can't say them. You're crazy. You're making up stories. Am I? You're the one not reading the word. You're reading the law that you discovered with your flesh. If you open the Bible and all you see is law, you're reading it in your flesh. But if you open the Bible and you read it with love, you're going to fall out. You're going to be like, no, wait, that was there? I go through the book of Isaiah and I still can't find the judgment. It's so weird. Everybody's like, oh, there's destruction in Isaiah. Are you kidding me? The problem is you're identifying as the wicked one. How about you identify yourself as the redeemed one, as the restored one, as the beloved? What about if you read the Bible like you're the beloved? And then you'll be like, oh, wait, he wasn't ever talking to me there. He was talking to the seeds of Satan. Some of you, let me tell you something. I started reading the book of Enoch. Some of you got to just go read it. Some, some people got to go read the book of Enoch. You're going to be like, oh, my God, wait, What? What? Oh, this is why? The flood? This is why? He wasn't destroying humanity. He was saving humanity. People, not, people don't even know this. But we got to keep it kindergarten level in church. Are you kidding me? The church has been walking in blindness for how many years? Well, you're only going to learn this part. No, give it all to me. If it's written, we deserve to know it. 
because we're giving God an attribute of who he not who of who he isn't he's a good father he too many of you have been thinking God's bad and God's ready to destroy you and God's ready to condemn you he said I didn't come to condemn the world I came to save the world that in me you will be saved all of humanity was already on its way to hell that's why he says he who doesn't believe he's not saying oh if you don't believe I'll condemn you he said those that don't believe are already condemned any human being when we didn't believe in God we were condemned any human being that doesn't believe is condemned because they don't know that there's a way out everybody in prison is condemned to be imprisoned but he who discovers the door let's go through that door hey guys guys there's a door we will not die we will live we're not meant to be sick we're meant to be healed we're not slaves we are royalty we are all people that come from the kingdom of heaven as kings and queens but we're deceived and lied to and we accepted the fact that we're sinners and nothing else but wicked sinners but he says I died for your sins I died to bring you home. I paid the price for your peace. I took the punishment for your iniquity. So why are you still walking in depression when I paid for peace? He, I died in your place so you can be with me and I can be with you. That's what he says. Will you come? Will you trust me? Hey, he who comes to me must know that I'm good. See, a lot of people can't find God because we're thinking God's bad. But when we find out he's good, you're like, I mean, at first it's scary. Trust me, I know. I've been through the journey. I'm like, ah, I had an encounter with God. I must, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. God's like, no, come. You're going to live. And every time I have glory encounters, I'm like, okay, this, this time I'm going to die. This is the time I'm going to die. This is too good to be true. He's like, no, it's too good. It is true. Because that's what I do. That's what the Bible says. He gives a peace that surpasses all understanding. Which means you start experiencing the peace of God, you don't even know what it is. You don't know what it is because it goes beyond your understanding. So why are you trying to understand this joy and this peace when he already told you you're not going to get it? It wasn't meant for you to get it. It was meant for you to get it. Just receive it. Yes, I am worthy of his love. I am worthy of his love. I am worthy of his love because he said so. You're not making up a word by yourself. You're only repeating what he told you. He said, darling, I'm coming for you. Then you got to keep going. He's coming for me. He's coming for me. He's coming for me. No matter what I go through, he's coming for me. They might reject me, but he's coming for me. He said he was going to heal my mother, and my mother's like, I'm going to die. And I said, no, you're going to live. No, I'm going to die. I said, no, you're going to live. I'm going to die in New Jersey. I'm like, you're going to die in Florida. Because God said we're moving to Florida. That's never going to happen. 19 years later, I moved them to Florida. I'm going to die of cancer. I'm going to die of cancer. And Jesus popping in my room. Tell your mother I said no. She just told me to kill her. Tell her I said no. She will not die, but she shall surely live. And she will give an account of my glory. I'm going to die. No. Mommy, you're going to live. 
the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, but the violent take it by force. This is spiritual violence. No, you will live. God hates me. No, he loves you. I should take my life because I'm worthless. No, you are precious before his sight. You were made in his image and in his identity to create. So we come against the lies. This is how the violent fight, fight by declaring the truth. Because every single one of us has been believing a lie. Striving to obtain a love that was freely given. So freely received what freely has been given. Receive it. Because he already gave it. He gave it freely. He gave his love freely. Here, I love you. 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 I'm not saying this to make you feel good. I'm telling you the truth that comes from heaven right now. The Lord is saying, I love you. I love you. I love you. Let him just speak even into your hearts right now. Every dark thought, remove what is God saying to you right now. Because if you pay attention closely enough, he's telling you right now, you don't see them. There's angels in this room. There's angels over your shoulders right now, and they're whispering. You're like, oh, that must be my mind. <laughs> they're like, just like, no. Some of you are hearing right now, you're strong. Other ones, they're saying, I hear you. You think I don't hear you, but I hear you. I'm going to work it out. For others, God is saying, hey, I got your family in my hands. They're coming. You'll see their lives change. Some, God is saying, I'm going to restore your kids. I'm restoring the relationship with your kids. Hey, I'm, I'm going to restore your relationship with your father. Those dreams that you have to take care of them, it's going to happen. A lot of you, God's saying, your ministry will be fulfilled. I was the one that chose you. That's what God is saying right now. <laughs> and he got his angels all over the room telling you, you just got to, what do you say about me? What do you say about me, daddy? How do you see me? Strong. <laughs> Strong. You're powerful, victorious. You're just like your daddy. He made you an overcomer because that's what he does. He overcomes. <laughs> He's not defeated, so how can his child be defeated? With him, all things are possible. All things. All things. <laughs> God, oh, talk to your kids, God. <laughs> We need you, Daddy. We love you, Daddy. We know that you're good. We know that you're faithful. We know that you are kind. You are gentle. Let him smother me with kisses 
His spirit kissed the vine. That's the bride. This is Song of Solomon, by the way. I know it sounds like really beautiful poetry when you read it this way. It's like, what? Smother me. I mean, you got permission to say, Lord, smother me with your kisses. If you don't believe me that he kisses you, go, go through your Bible. Psalm 139. He's kissed your heart with forgiveness. He not only kisses you, he kisses your heart. So let him smother you with his kiss divine. Let him love you so you could know who you really are. So kind are your caresses. I drink them in like the sweetest wine. Somebody needs to drink. Drink, drink, drink. <laughs> drunk, drunk, drunk. <laughs> Have a drink of love. What do you think we're going to do in heaven? I don't know if you knew this, but at the end of this life, we're going to a wedding, guys. I don't know if you read your Bible, but the kingdom of heaven is like a king who threw a wedding for his son, and he sent out his messengers throughout the world, inviting his people to come to the wedding. I don't know about you, but I put reservation on that one a long time ago. Because <laughs> I'm going to a wedding, and we're going to drink of his spirit wine forever, and we're going to rejoice and be glad and we're gonna say this is the day that the lord has made you see everything we declare from the bible it's words of spirit not just of the holy spirit they come from the spirit realm they don't come from physical realm but we keep reading them as they're like metaphors they're not metaphors we are the metaphors spirit is truth spirit is eternal the words of god is truth jesus said these words are spirit that's why the people couldn't understand. Hey, Jesus, but what do you mean a kingdom that's coming? What is this? Why that? They didn't get it because they didn't have spirit revelation. We get to have spirit revelation. And we're like, I mean, I already, I already seen. I saw it. I'm like, your word is real? Like, God literally took me to heaven. And I'm like, no way. Everything that's in the Bible is literally literal in heaven we read it on earth and we're like oh well this means this and these means that when do you get there it means that there are streets of gold that's what it means it means that there is a sea of glass when you go we're gonna go swimming one day and i'm gonna we're gonna be swimming in the sea of glass and i'm gonna be like i told you so didn't i tell you guys when we were in church we were gonna swim in the sea of glass look where we at I'm going to be like, look at you wearing your crown. Did I not tell you you were a royal priesthood? See, we think this is like, oh, we're going to go through a trial. We'll overcome. Yeah, it means that here on earth. But if you were to look at it in eternity, if you were to look that we're going to abide at the feet of Jesus forever because he's high and lifted up and because the train of his robe fills the temple, because there are seraphims and angels crying out, holy, 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 the whole earth is full of your glory. See, they read it scary. So we, we saw like, we saw like feed five, oh, five. we saw something else when we were reading. But it's a beautiful place. He says, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of our God. So what's going to happen when you drink from the river but be glad? Why would the river streams make you glad if they're not going to make you glad? They're going to make you glad. Everything God said in his word is going to happen for us. 
Your presence releases a fragrance so pleasing over and over poured out. And look what the Lord has to say about you. Listen. I'm telling you, and if you don't believe me, you go, Song of Solomon chapter 1. A lot of people read it in the flesh and they're like, oh, well, this is about Solomon and this woman he was in love with. Oh, this was a play. Historically, it's a play. No. These people were prophets that got words of eternity from the eternal king revealing the eternal truth. They bring it to earth and people go, oh, that's just such a beautiful idea. Oh, that's such a beautiful piece of art. You think the art here is just art? You don't realize you're looking through windows. But it's okay. One day you'll see and you'll get it. You think we just bored drawing pictures of the lion of Jesus? No, we're literally drawing the word so you can understand what God's been saying all along. And when you see a visual of it, you're like, oh wait, what, what does that man and that lady mean? Exactly what I'm reading. The bridegroom and the bride standing in eternity. You don't see the streets of gold back there? It looks like art. But when you enter eternity, that's what it is. That lady right here, it's you, the bride. And he's giving you a ring of covenant. If you don't know that he's giving you a ring, read the book of Ephesians. And you'll see that the ring that he gave you is called the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the reminder that there's covenant. It's reminder that the good work he started, he's faithful to complete. It's a reminder to lead us to all truth that in the Father's house there are many rooms and that he has gone to prepare a place for us. And if it wasn't so, he wouldn't have told us so. Because the truth doesn't speak lies. The truth speaks the truth. And if the truth said he went to prepare a place for us, if the truth said he's going to come back for us, then the truth will fulfill what he spoke. Because every word that comes out of the truth's mouth in his time and in his season, it shall come to pass. Not one word that comes out of the truth's mouth turns back void. Because then that will make him a liar. That will make him a non-promise keeper. And he's not a non-promise keeper. He is the promise keeper. And this is what he says about you. You got to see yourself as the bride. Some of us have seen ourselves as the whore. And you're not that. Maybe you wore that. But you're not that. I was that. And God took the kid from the club, the kid that was sleeping around, and made him a pastor. And changed. And it's changing. That's what I'm talking about. But he's faithful. And this is what he says. You could see yourself broken, but this is how he sees you. And I'm telling you, and this was totally not even the message, but this is where he took us. He said, listen, my radiant one, if you ever lose sight of me, if you ever lose sight of me, just follow in my footsteps where I lead my lovers. <laughs> That's why he says, my word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. He's leading us. He's like, hey, follow me this way. But if you lose sight of me, look at my footprints. Follow my footprints. My footprints will always lead you to me. Even if I'm far ahead, follow my footsteps. 
follow my footsteps. Hopefully this is making sense. I, I think sometimes we become so theological with our message that people don't understand what is being said. Hopefully I'm making simple sense that if a five-year-old was listening to, to me right now, they'll go, oh, mommy, I know exactly what I got to do. I got to follow the footsteps of Jesus. I follow who he is. Because he said the Father and I are one. So he must be leading me to his own house because if they're one in his father's house, there's many rooms, then it must be his house if they're one. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm going to my father's house. <laughs> I'm going to my lover's house. I'm going to the house of the one that loves my soul. Has any human being ever been like, hey, I love your soul? <laughs> Only Jesus can look at you and be like, hey, I love your soul. You're like, you know when God says that to you, it changes your whole being. People could curse you and you're like, I'm loved. I'm loved. Uh, and they're like, he hates you. He's going to destroy you. There's no hope for you. And you're like, I'm love. I'm love. I have people tell me that. I have family members. God gave me a word. They didn't know that God gave me a dream two days before exactly what was going to happen. I got a word for you. Puts on her shades. I'm like, why are you putting your shades on if you got to give me a word from God? I want to look into your eyes when you're giving me a word of God. You think I don't want to look in your eyes? I discern spirits. And I let me tell you something. I know my father's voice. Well, God told me. Okay, first of all, that tone. Off. Off. That's not daddy's voice. God told me. No, you're shifting your neck like a serpent. Stop it. That's not God. That's not my daddy. That's not the voice of my daddy. He told me he hates you. Oh, you liar. Oh, you could call a liar a liar because that's what he is. If you call the liar the truth, then you're wrong. Then you're lying. But when the lie comes, that's a lie. You got to call it out. Oh, well, I'm not going to say anything. It's a lie. And you got to look at it in the face and say, that's a lie from the pit of hell. You're not condemning the person you're coming right against that spirit that's trying to speak to you I said no that's not my father my father said I know the plans that I have for you they're not plans to harm you but plans to give you a future and a hope well he told me he's gonna destroy you he told me he hates you I know my father said he loves me and he said nothing was going to separate me from his love. This is why we learn scripture. We didn't learn scripture to have theological debates. We learn scripture to shield ourselves. When the enemy comes with our lies, then you shield yourself. That's what you do with the shield of faith. You think there's not a shield of faith? When until you go in despair, you're going to be like, so I was carrying that the whole time? Every time you're saying, I believe in God, no matter what, God said it. You were thinking of the shield of faith and you were blocking yourself. But people don't think there's a real shield of faith. When do you get to heaven, you're going to be like, oh my God. I'm just going to come running with mine like, hey guys, my name was Abraham. <laughs> if you haven't realized that, I have the gift of faith. <laughs> I have faith in God. <laughs> I have faith in his love. 
I have faith in his authority. I have faith in his faithfulness that what he started, he's faithful to fulfill it. Let's go. So follow his footsteps because that's where I lead my lovers. You know that he doesn't lead unlovers. He doesn't lead the haters. He leads his lovers. You can't follow God and think he hates you. Maybe at first, yeah, when you're new to church, blah, 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 blah. Maybe you've been wounded by religion. But it's time to find out that you're loved. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten. He only had one son up there with him. All the other ones left. And Jesus is like, God, Dad, I miss my brothers and sisters. I'll go into that dimension. I'm going to have to die because they sold everything they had to the enemy. They became slaves to the enemy. But I'm going to enter that dimension. And I'll lay my life because it takes the blood of a pure vessel, of a pure sacrifice to break the curse they fell into. But he came for us. And the father was like, I only got one son left. All my sons and daughters believed the lie of Lucifer and left. They were deceived. And I only got one left. You don't think that's hard? You, your only friend, all your friends left you. And your only friend that remained has to be sacrificed for those. And he's like, go, my son. Because I know that your blood will bring them back home. Wait until we leave this world. I can't wait. We're going to enter, we're going to be like, oh my God, what was that? We all, we were, you are royalty, you don't know where. This is going to fade away. All of this is going to fade away and the reality will come. And if we just got to believe, Satan knows that his time is short. And he, you, you think, you think he's like, look, if I get one and bring one of the kings or the queens into hell with me, I, God's heart will always be broken. Hell is for Satan and his angels. Not for the angels of God. It's not for the seed of God. There's two seeds put into this world. The seeds of God and the seeds of Satan. I don't know, but I'm a seed of God. I'm desperate for daddy. I, I long for him. I do this not to be famous, not to, not to do anything but share what he's done. Because I said, Lord, I, I was already evangelizing the streets and I was in member of no church. And then God said, I want you to be a pastor. I want you to teach the church to love the church. The church in the inside needs to love the church on the outside. When we learn what that looks like, the coming of the Lord. It's simply the coming of the Lord. And I, I could have been like, no. You know how hard it is to lead? You know how hard it is to pastor? Hey, I'm blessed with this church. because It's hard. There's just challenges. But the reality is this place is perfect compared to where I come from. There is honor. There is empowerment. There is encouragement. And I've seen my own life change. Leaders are not jealous of the leaders or of the sheep. I'm like, you're going to be used by God. We'll do it in a certain order to bless people, to encourage people. So there is order. There's things that have been used to hurt the church, and God is redeeming it and restoring it. And I was like, ah, you sure? He's like, you 
gonna leave. I was like, and like out of nowhere, God makes me a pastor. And I'm like, here we go, almost three years in. And I'm like, Lord, I'm, you know I'm doing this for you, right? He goes, I know. I know. And I'm like, because I would have been, I, when God took me to glory, I wanted to stay in the glory. I'm like, I don't want to go to earth. Leave me here with you. He's like, you see all those people over there? You were chosen to get them. All right. I love you. At first I thought, I was like, no, I'm staying. And he's like, Abraham, look at me. You think I don't know you? I was screaming at him. I said, you think I don't know you? You want me to look at you because it's going to take one look from your eyes and you'll convince me to go back. And I don't want to go back. And the Lord started laughing and tickled me and held me in his hands. And then guess what I did? I looked in his eyes. And I looked in his eyes of love and all I said was like, wow, you love us so much. You love us. And I was so caught up in his eyes and he slowly pushed me right here with his finger, his giant finger pushed me right here and I'm staring at his beautiful fire blue eyes and pushed me down and I'm going down like in an elevator but I'm so caught up in his eyes and I'm like, oh beautiful, beautiful wait, wait, what are you doing? No! And it was gone and here I am but you know what's fun? that he gave me access the first time I went to the glory I was like, no, don't take me back the second time he came back, four months later, which he was always there. He just came back in this realm, but in the invisible, he was always there. He goes, I'm like, Jesus, you came back for me. He said, what do you mean? I've been here the whole time. I was like, but it's not the same. It's not the same. It's not like this. He goes, hey, the day's coming, and it's coming soon, when we're going to be like this together forever. But meanwhile, when you're on earth, you must realize that I'm always there. And he sent me back and I cried for a little bit. And I'm like, oh, you're here. It's like a little kid. I'm like, oh God, you're here. And there's times that I leave church. And there's times that I'm in my car and I just begin to weep. Because I'm like, I hope you know I miss you. Because I want to be in your hand again. And I, want, I know I'm in his hand. My life is in his hands, but I long to see his face. I want to just be sitting down and not doing all this work, but simply putting flowers at his feet. There is a garden. Oh, my God, we're going to dance in that garden, and nobody's going to be like, turn it down. If anything, they're going to be like, Missy, turn it up. <laughs> Let's get turned in the glory. I'm not playing. You're celebrated in heaven. Nobody's jealous. We're going to be like, oh, look, Abigail's painting. Frankie's giggling. Chris is flying. Angel is soaring and dancing. She's knocking walls down. <laughs> I've seen Sarah in the spirit. She just knocks walls down. She's like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, you, you all do something. And we have that hope in him. And that's why I do it. That's why I'll stand here. I'm tired of going to church. I got to do it in an hour. I got to preach in 10 minutes. It has to be this way because this is what people like. I don't do it because people like it. I do it because I was commanded. Who's going to get it is going to get it. Who doesn't want to get it is not going to get it. But God's looking for the hungry. God's looking for the thirsty. God's looking for the willing. Those are the only ones he invited. He said... 
He didn't say, hey, if you're selfish, come. If you're unbelieving, come. If you're fully satisfied and not hungry, come. That's not what he said. He said, hey, I've prepared a meal. I prepared a feast. Whoever's hungry, come. Are you thirsty? Come. Are you willing? Anybody willing out there? Come. Come and eat. Come and drink. Come be satisfied. Come and taste and see that the Lord is good. I don't know, but I'm first in line. <laughs> I'm already like, Jesus, hey guys, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. When the time comes, I'm going to be ready to just jump. Be like, look guys, I know in the natural, it looks like I'm dying. It looks in the natural like I'm going away. No, I'm just diving in. I'm going deep in on my head. I want to be. This river's deep. This river's wide. The river makes me alive. Once you go through there, you're going to be like, oh, no coming back. Guys, you'll get over the tears when I cross over. I know for you on earth, it'll seem like a long time. But when you cross over, you'll be like, oh, that was short. <laughs> that looked scary, but that wasn't scary at all. That's how it is. But we listen to his voice. Come with your burdens and cares. Come to the place near the sanctuary of my shepherds. My dearest one, let me tell you how I see you. You are so thrilling to me. To gaze upon you is like looking at the Pharaoh's finest horses. Strong, regal, your steed pulling a royal chariot. You're pulling his royal chariot. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is why we have glory encounters so we can pull his chariot down to earth. All of us united, come on, pull. <laughs> Let's pull his kingdom to earth. That he's coming. His marriage carriage is coming. He's coming with his army of champions to reign forevermore. He says, your tender cheeks are beautiful. Your earrings and gem laid necklaces set them ablaze. Will, we will enhance your beauty with golden ornaments studded with silver. My darling, you are so lovely. You are beauty itself to me. Your passionate eyes are like gentle doves. When you're just in your room praying, God, God, I believe you. When nobody sees you weeping in your room and you just feel like everybody left you, you're just there or like on that chair and you're just going, know what to do. He's seeing your eyes as you look up to heaven. You go, God, I don't know how I'm going to do this. God, I'm tired. God, I'm afraid. God, I feel misunderstood. God, I feel rejected. And he's just at his feet. He's looking at you. And he says, your eyes are like gentle doves. All those tears that I see coming from your eyes, they're rivers of joy. They're watering your garden of joy. Even though it hurts on earth, I got you. He says, you are my darling companion. You, you stand out from all the rest. 
For the for though the thorns surround you, though the thorns surround you, you remain as pure as a lily. You're pure. You're like, I'm not even a rose. <laughs> I'm trash. And the Lord is like, even though there's thorns around you, even all these things are hurting you and breaking you, you are pure as a lily. He says, arise, my dearest, hurry, my darling. Come away with me. The spirit and the bride say, come. Are you hungry? Come. Are you thirsty? Come. Are you willing? Come. And he says, come away with me. I have come, I have come as you have asked, to draw you to my heart and lead you up. Remember when you said, God, I need you? Do you remember when you said, God, I can't do this life without you? God, if you would just, if you would just change my life around, who remembers ever asking that? God, I'm in a broken place. My life is falling apart. I feel like killing myself. But God, will you come and, and do something with me? Anybody pray that in here? I remember, I prayed that many times. But I remember the day that I said, God, if out of nothing you created the universe, out of nothing, he created everything we see that I said, God, then with the nothing that I am, can you create something? And he has. Because it's not about numbers and mega huge ministries. It's not about money. It's about my love for him. And doing what he's called me to do the way that he's called me to do it. Whether it's big or whether it's small. Whether it's globally known or if it's just neighborhood known. He knows what he's doing. But we try to measure everything. Well, this one did it that big, so I got to do it that big. Did he call you to do it that big? Well, that one did it that small. I don't want to be that small. Or maybe I want to be that small. Did he call you to do it that small? Well, I'm only going to lead the blacks. I'm only going to lead the Hispanics. I'm only going to lead the this. I come from a straight-up Hispanic church that used to tell us, don't ever go to a Caucasian church because God is not in the Caucasian church. And God's like, how about we give you a multicultural church of people that you did not know will be the ones that come running. So everything that I knew, God's like, forget about this, and I'm going to bring you to a place that you do not know. Forget your father's house and go to a land that I'll show you. And I think, come on, if we're real, if you look around the room, you're like, yeah, 10 years ago I was this, at this church somewhere else with this group of people and they're all gone. And yet, you're not alone. And yet, God has walked with you every step of the way. In the good times and the bad times, the mountaintops and the valleys, the rivers and the deserts, God has remained faithful. He says, for now is the time, my beautiful one. The season has changed. The bondage of your barren winter has ended. Look at somebody be like, it's over. It's over. That season of your life is over. Those people in your life, over. That abuse, over. That brokenness, over. That rejection, over. 
And the season of hiding is over and gone. Say, no more hiding. No more hiding. The rains have soaked the earth. Oh, you didn't like the rain, but the rain was soaking the earth. See, when it rains, seeds get to grow and flourish. When it rains, the seed transforms into something else. So it's okay that you've been raining. It's okay that you've been crying. It's okay that it's looked like a storm. Let me tell you what it looked like for evil got meant it for good. And there's a gardening happening. All those tears you were crying were nourishing the seeds that you couldn't see. There were words that were spoken in your life and you forgot them. But they went into your earth. They went into your land. They went into your spirit. And the tears, the rejection, the persecution was working in your behalf because it gave you a reason to cry. God needed you to cry because when you cry, it produces transformation in those words and those seeds that were put into your spirit. And now the winter's over. Spring is coming. The flowers are flourishing. They're coming forth in what looked like a desert. It's turning into a garden. In winter, you can't smell nothing. But now in spring, all those flowers are going to be released. And you're going to be like, mm, I just smell the worship. I smell the combination of all the different praises. All those flowers represent the good, the bad, everything you've been through. And all those things come together. All those different reasons you give God praise for, they come together and release a specific fragrance, a specific perfume with your name on it for God's glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. And left it bright with blossoming flowers. The season for singing and pruning the vines has arrived. I hear the cooing of doves in our land, filling the air with songs to awaken you and guide you forth. The dove is the Holy Spirit. God said in the book of Zephaniah 3.17 that he's singing over you. He's singing songs over you. So those doves represent the Holy Spirit singing over you, entering you into your new season of victory. Can you not discern this new day of destiny? Can you not discern this new day of destiny breaking forth around you? The early signs of my purposes and plans are bursting forth. The budding vines of new life are now blooming everywhere. It's starting to happen. The word that I gave you is starting to manifest. <laughs> it's just coming all those years ago. And it's starting to happen. You see, you've cried enough. And now the budding of the vines is starting to break through that hard land. It's coming. It's coming. I just see the transformation coming for you. You're going to be like, wow. Everything I was praying for came at once. God says it's coming at once, all at once. It's going to be like, boom, blessing, 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 blessing. Just like Job, everything was taken away, and then everything came back double, more glorious, more powerful, more anointed, more beautiful, more worship, more praise. Every time you go through a harder trial, when that victory comes, you're going to give God a higher level of praise. You're going to sing God, like, you're going to be like, oh, he's been good to me. I used to read the Bible and I understand it. And the other day I was reading Psalm 40 and I wept. I was like, oh my God, I feel like I wrote this. I understood every word of it. So the trial is working for you. You'll see one day, you're going to be like, praise God for that trial. Oh my God, can I tell you? 
If I was to testify, all the times I was hurt, hallelujah. See, growing up, I was molested. Oh, why was I molested? I was abandoned. Why was I abandoned? And years later, I grow, become a man. I see the glory of God, and God shows me, look, you used to cry because your mom left you. Now all your friends are losing their mom, but I gave you two. Why do I have a stepmom and a mom that left me? I didn't meet my real mom until I was 16. But as God healed my heart, I'm like, oh, my God, I was more blessed than everybody else because he gave me two moms. When I lose one, I still got another. But everybody else only got one. See, when you get to your 40s, you start seeing some stuff. You start seeing friends lose their parents, and you're like, oh, oh God, what is this? This is scary. What is happening in life? And God's like, remember, I gave you two mothers. And I'm like, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And that's how we look at life. I was abused. I didn't know how to ever give my testimony as a teenager for being abused and being molested. Nobody knew. Why is that kid constantly crying on the altar? But nobody knew that that kid couldn't even put into words the trauma he had been to. But so I was made fun of. Oh, he's delicate. He's weak. He's this. He's that. But the Lord heard my cry. And I didn't know that in 2002 when God said, get up in a youth convention and give your testimony. I didn't know that I was going to get healed from abuse that day. And all of a sudden, I've gone to many places in the world. I've gotten to meet so many people. And I never knew that that very story of shame that kept me broken in my teens, that kept me hidden as a child, that kept me insecure, invalidated. I never knew that that story in the hands of God will be changed and transformed to bring hope to a hurting and broken people. But God did something. And the testimonies are numerous of every single time. 2014, my mom goes through cancer. Some of my people thought my mom was a goner. Mostly nobody called to pray. And in the middle of people not calling to pray, I heard the voice of God and God said, you call the people. You pray for the people. And in the middle of me suffering, I started hearing the voice of God for others. And then I would call the minister to them and then I'll be drunk in the spirit and everything was perfectly fine. Right, Chris? I will be gone experiencing God. My mom is going through cancer. I think she's going to die, but God decides to heal her. And he told me, you're going to see my glory. I did not know what you're going to see my glory meant. But I trusted him. He said, move to New Jersey for you will see my glory. And I followed. And now, years later, I'm like, I saw his glory. I saw his glory. So everything that meant bad for you, that was pain for you, God says, I'm turning it around. Just give me time. Just don't tell him when he's going to do it. Just trust him because you know he's going to do it. Amen? I'm going to just finish this. There's change in the air. Arise, my love, my beautiful companion, and run with me to the higher place. For now is the time to arise and come away with me. For you are my dove, hidden in the split open rock. You're hidden in Jesus. He is the rock of your salvation, and he got pierced for our iniquities. He got crushed for our sin. He paid the chastisement of our peace went upon him. By his stripes, he was broken so you could be hidden in him. You are hidden under the shadow of the Almighty. No longer I live. But Christ lives in me. There's a merging with him. 
It was I who took you and hid you up high in the secret stairway of the sky. You're hidden in a secret place. Let me see your radiant face and hear your sweet voice. Oh, how beautiful your eyes of worship and your lovely voice in prayer. You must catch those troubling foxes, those sly little foxes that hinder our relationship. Catch the foxes. Anything hindering your relationship with God. If you, let me tell you something. If you do something and then you're feeling condemnation and then you can't sleep at night, stop doing it. If you do something and then you're afraid to die, don't do it. Those are the foxes. Because all of a sudden, the moment you mess up, you're hearing the voices. Oh, you see, I told you, you're not good enough. The same one that tells you to do it is the same one that judges you. And the one that told you not to do it is the same one that defends you. If you are doing things where there's food, actions, behaviors, you know. And in the middle of the night, you're shaking in bed like, oh my God, I should have done this. Oh my God, what am I going through? What if I die in my sleep? What if it's this? If you're going through that. If you eat something unhealthy and they're like, oh my God, I'm scared I'm going to get a heart attack. I'm scared I'm going to get sick. Don't do it. And the moment you don't do it, you don't have those voices speaking to you about that no more. You get delivered. You're like, oh wow. I'm giving you my testimony. I'm telling you my story. I'm telling you what I go through. And I had to learn, oh, there's too much condemnation in this. If I was in a conversation and it seemed like gossip or I said something wrong, you know you feel it. Because I know I feel it. Oh, maybe I, I shouldn't have said so much. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Maybe I spoke bad about that person. Maybe I came into agreement with a lie. Then don't do it again. Fix it and don't do it again. I'm learning to watch what I say. I'm learning to, to, to be careful what I come in agreement with. And be like, I love you, brother, but I'm not in agreement with that. I love you, sister, but I'm not in agreement with that. And it's not shame. You could say no to people. You're not obligated to say yes to everything. Know your identity. So get the little foxes. There's times we go to churches and we know it's wrong. We know that what's being done is wrong. But we still keep going there. I know so many believers that go, I go to my church, but they don't let the presence of God move in that place. And I'm like, then why are you there? The same person that goes in is the same person complaining. Why are you in, oh, I'm in my boyfriend, but he mistreats me. Why are you in that relationship? It's your fault. Oh, I'm getting abused. And why are you accepting it? You cannot stop, you can't stop the abuser from abusing you by changing them. But you can stand in your kingdom identity of who you are and simply walk away. Be like, nope, I wasn't created for this. I'm walking away. I'm blocking you. I'm deleting you. I don't hate you. But I was made in his image. I was made to be loved and not crushed. Okay? I was made to live life and life in abundance and not death and not crush. And when you let people abuse you, break you down, you're being killed. Don't confuse correction either because if you have leaders and they're simply in love trying to correct you, but you think you're going to do what you want to do, then that's a whole different conversation. 
I got to say this because sometimes people misunderstand. I'll be like, oh, I'm not giving you permission for that type of behavior. I'm not in agreement, and I don't need to give you permission to do good or bad. That's your choice. All I could do is speak the truth because those little sly foxes are just simply there to affect your relationship with God because every time you mess up, the accuser comes into your room. Just like when you worship is the presence of God, every time you disobey is the presence of the enemy. And he simply, and it's not to shame you, the enemy comes to shame you. I'm just exposing his strategies to you so you'll be like, oh, that's what happens. Every time you do it wrong and you feel the conviction, he's over your bed like, you're going to die tonight and you're not going to make it to heaven and God this and God that and God don't love you. You're a hypocrite because it's attacking your own mind. But next time you get tempted with that thing, you could be like, no. And then you're going to be like, oh, wow, I slept in peace. I prayed in peace. I worship in peace. It's because you stood your ground. And the beautiful thing he says, right? You must cast the troubling foxes, those little like foxes that hinder our relationship. For they raid our budding vineyard of love. That's what the enemy's raiding. Is the love. The enemy doesn't want you to understand that you're loved. To ruin what I've planted in you. Because if you don't in love who you are, you're simply going to want to tell others about who they are in love. Will you catch them? and remove them for me will you catch those foxes will you remove those things out of your life that are holding you back that hurt you and then he says this hold on we will do it together so you don't have to worry so much about doing anything follow his footsteps if you lose sight of me follow my footsteps to the place i lead my lovers he just doesn't want you to be having nightmares. He doesn't want you to lay down. And the psalmist says, in peace I lay down, and in peace I shall sleep. So if you're going through things in bed like, oh, my God, I'm scared to fall asleep. Or, oh, my God, why did I do this? That's not peace. So the way you remove that is by kicking the foxes out, allowing the Lord, because he says we'll do it together. He'll teach you. And then later on in life, you're going to be like, wow, I, leave, I live a peaceful life. The things that I thought I couldn't overcome, I overcame. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Resting Place, South Tampa Campus. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org.